Welcome to episode number 171 for May 13th, 2012. Happy Mother's Day. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And happy birthday to our son Andrew tomorrow. Big 20. Okay, stick around. recognize this music it sounds like you playing electric guitar all right you don't know what it is but i'll show you ready okay baby monkey baby Uh monkey riding backwards on a pig baby monkey baby monkey baby monkey riding backwards on a pig baby monkey I can't believe you just sang the Baby Monkey song with me. Well, you know, it's such a horrid song, I can't figure that I would make it much worse by singing to it. It's not a horrid song. I redid it. Oh, yes, you did. You did. You didn't even recognize it. You heavy metaled it out. I just made it a little more interesting. Yep. Look it up on the internet. 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 <laughs> internet. Um, it's a new. The internet. On your YouTube station. No, you just look oh. up on YouTube. You look up baby monkey backwards on a pig baby monkey, and you'll find the actual millions and millions of hits on this particular. That actually shows a baby monkey riding backwards on a pig. Well, that's why they call it that. Yeah, and someone made up the song, so that wasn't a, a Rick Moyer original song. You just. Just, took I just, the tune a little bit and then rocked the it tune out. a little bit. No, I took the actual, actual tune, tune and, and put just redid guitars it. to it. So yeah, yeah. You why, were, why are we talking about baby? I monkeys? really don't know, except for it's a good tie-in to a YouTube video that you made today uh-huh. for your mother for Mother's Day. Uh-huh. That we had a picnic with her. And your Do you dad. think baby monkeys riding backwards on pigs was all about Mother's Day? I don't get well, it. Well, they would get it if they went to your YouTube channel and looked at the card you got your mom because it's not you a baby got, monkey. Well, it's a monkey, and you got her this card that said, you know, usually everything's all about you, but you wanted to give her something special for Mother's Day, so you're supposed to open this up, open the card up. And it has these big arms come out of this monkey or chimpanzee and says says something about you wanted to give her a big mom size hug or something along mom that. sized hug. I think that would offend most moms. Okay, a, what was it? A, uh, a big Mother's Day hug. Big Mother's Day hug. Yeah. And the the monkeys. You don't hands. call your mom big. They don't like that. <laughs> They well, they don't like that. When I was a kid, you don't call your wife big, or you and you don't call uh, your mom big. The only thing you ever call big is little kids, so they feel like they're going to grow up someday. Okay, well, that's when, the only time you can call them big. When I was a kid, I can't believe we did this, but we sang this certain song on Mother's Day at our church. Our junior choir sang it. Um, you just cut me off, so I can't hear myself talk. What are you, what are you talking about? I you unplugged me or something. But but anyway, the song was, um, I have a great, big, wonderful mom, <laughs> great, big, wonderful mom, a mom who's always victorious, always watching over us, great, big, wonderful mom, 
I can't believe we sing that at church. Hmm. Yeah. That's and why a lot of the moms went screaming to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know. They had to get therapy for them afterwards. I don't know. I th- yeah. Isn't that supposed to be we have a great big wonderful God? It, it is, but because it was Isn't Mother's Day, we we that saying that we had a great big wonderful mom. You just replaced God with mom. Well, you could get in trouble for that. Yeah, I I guess that's why I was kind of scratching my head why we did that that song like well, that. Well, Happy church. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, yeah. Not to me. I'm not yeah. a mother. I had a wonderful lunch with my mother on Friday. So I celebrated Mother's Day with my mom on Friday. Made her chicken fettuccine. Thank you, Catherine. Catherine just sang for us. And then um, we had Mother's Day with your mom on Saturday. We can talk about that in a minute. We'll be right yeah. back. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and Blackberry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com So there you go, dear, the new Anomaly promo. I, I just felt like I was in an infomercial for some kind of medicine that, <laughs> that you, you know how they have those commercials for medicine on TV and then they'll give you all the possible side effects and then you by the end of the thing you're going why would I ever take that medicine but but Anomaly is not bad medicine it's a great show I, I enjoy listening to it yeah good so, way way to dig yourself out of a hole there yeah I'm going <laughs> But they were they were just being very creative in there. I um, thought it was hilarious. It was funny. Yeah. <coughs> They're on Stitcher Radio. Mm-hmm. So yeah. are we? Yeah, we're on Stitcher. If mm-hmm. you go to Stitcher.com, you can download the app on your uh, your Android or your iPhone or whatever you you can even listen to it on the internet, mm-hmm. and you can stream your favorite podcasts who are members of Stitcher. And then you can all listen. Every you can listen to them all. It's really awesome. I love. Mm-hmm. I use it a lot. Yeah. 
And it's great because it doesn't take up your hard drive space. And it plays it back from this point you were listening to. Because I I do a lot of, you know, listening throughout the day on different things. Like if I Mm -hmm. am in between jobs and I'm working on something like graphics, Mm -hmm. then I'll turn on a podcast and I can listen to it at the same time I'm doing graphics. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't require me to concentrate on reading and stuff. Yeah. And so I, I use Stitcher on my iPad and my iPhone and on my computer. And it's great. So tune in to Stitcher. We're on Stitcher Radio. Okay. <laughs> so there. Yeah. So the Anomaly Girls, ladies, mm-hmm. have a brand new show out. Did you listen to any of them yet? Um, you I'm like not, listening to them. I'm not sure which ones I The Harry at. Potter one? I haven't listened to the Harry Potter one, but part of that is because I haven't read... No, maybe I did. I don't know. I, I did listen to... I th- maybe I did, but I maybe didn't pay as close of attention. You don't. You don't really. You're not into Harry Potter. I've never read the Harry Potter books. Right. Well, they also on Star Wars Day, which was May the fourth. Mm-hmm. Then that way you can say May the fourth be with you. Mm-hmm. Happy Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth. Yeah. Get it. I I got it. Anyway, several years they ago. played my song that I did. Yeah. Um, and they played it on on their uh, they put it uh, out yeah. on their feed, which I, I thought was really I nice. I listened to that one. Yeah, yeah. and they, of course they put out on the feed that cool mm-hmm. thing you just heard that we played. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Well, a lot of things have happened this this last week. It's been mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Uh, we went and saw the Avengers. Yes, that was good. But one of the only sad thing about it what is that our son who we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, will be turning 20 mm-hmm. on Monday. Yeah. He um, got sick a week ago Friday. Yeah. Um, came down with a, a high fever. And, um, I'm sure you don't have to go into great detail Well, here, he dear. wasn't able to go with us, and he had really been wanting to go. But it's okay. It, we went on Friday to the 3D yeah. showing. He was... He, you did? I didn't know this. Yeah. We did. <laughs> I didn't know that you went again with Andrew. And we saw it in 3D. Oh, really? Was it much better in 3D or about the same? Well, the Avengers movie was pretty good all the way around. And it actually was pretty decent in 3D. I was mm-hmm. surprised at how well it came across. Well, I watched However, it I did almost fall asleep the... in the second time I watched really? it. Really? Well, I was tired. I watched it the first only one time in the, just the regular 2D. And I thought it was a great story. Um... It it was just a classic heroes movie. Yeah. You know, have you I seen that chart good. that they have out uh, that they posted on the Anomaly uh, uh, Facebook page? You know, I saw some kind of chart, but I look at the Anomaly Facebook on my... It was like a pie graph chart. My iPod, but so I couldn't read what it said. Oh, well, it was talking my about uh, the reasons that... Uh, Guys go see the movie, and mm-hmm. the the biggest pie chart graph part on that is Scarlett Johansson. Well, you know, and what? then and then on the girls, the one that uh-huh. the reason the girl it was almost all Thor. Okay, so there you some, go. Some other girls have a weakness for for some other blonde, girls, blonde, blue eyed Scandinavians like my husband with large biceps and a, and a big huge hammer that he carries around and yeah. a cape. He's got a cape. <laughs> No, all good heroes have capes. Where's your cape, dear? <laughs> I don't know, dear. I don't wear a cape. <laughs> well, I have to say, 
I am not a guy, but I was really impressed with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she was pretty the awesome. Black Widow it. was one strong lady. Well, you know what I liked about her portrayal of that mm-hmm. character is that even though she was pretty and everything, she wasn't gross. Does that make sense? She never was over the top as far as... I mean, sometimes they make the girls out to be... You know, they just totally sell them you with sex. a little trampy. Yeah. And in this yeah. case, she was classy all the way through. I mean, mm-hmm. she was obviously... You know, she's pretty and everything, but it wasn't... You can tell that she is, you know... It just wasn't over the top. And I and I thought yeah. they did... Actually, with all of the characters, they did mm-hmm. a great job. They didn't go over the top on any of them, and they were excellent. Even the Hulk. I loved the Hulk. He was hilarious. Yeah, you we know, can't say a whole lot. You know, don't spoil. Yeah, anything. I I'm not gonna spoil anything. All I'm gonna say is, if you like traditional, good family hero kind of movie, go see it. It was just I don't know if it, I would say it's completely a family movie, especially well, that there's a couple spots that are pretty gross, but they didn't show the blood. Yeah, there was like it was violent. So if you are sensitive to violence, yeah, and it was scary. Yeah. There were times when it was but, really scary. But it really, to me, it reminded me a little bit of Saturday morning cartoons. And yes. a bit of very good quality Saturday yeah, morning it cartoons. Yeah, was, it was I, just, one of, I think, one of the best superhero movies I've seen. Well, just because there was hardly any blood or gore. And yes, there was a lot of action kind of violence. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like gratuitous, gory, yucky. Ah, there was some gratuitous violence. Well, there's not a lot of like there, throw, there wasn't like throwing up gory stuff though. Well, okay, they just didn't show blood. A lot of people got killed in that movie. Yeah. If you want to get right down to it, there's a lot true. of people got killed in that movie. It, but it it was kind of not I mean, not, really not realistic killed, though. It was well fantasy. It looked pretty realistic to me. Bullets going into people's skin. Yeah. Dying people falling out of airplanes. Okay, okay. I can't believe I'm the one on the other side yeah. of this argument because usually you're the one that's like, oh, it's uh, too violent. Excuse me? Paul, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go woof, woof, woof from the doggy house if you don't watch it. <laughs> no, it, I just think it, it was a good house. A good house. A good house. It was a, a good, good house. You're talking about doggy house. Um, mm-hmm. It was a good movie that i think you could take the majority of your family to and i mean maybe not real small children it might be scary for them but you know if you have an upper grade school child up to you know i th- and do us a favor stay till the very very end very 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 until they like they're turning on the lights and sweeping up the popcorn kind yeah, of yeah it was so funny yeah. i think and most people left before they ever saw it yeah the very, the very i wanted to very, scream very at them stay here was- stay here that's good. But I didn't. Yeah. It was worth the wait. Oh, that <laughs> was, was so really funny. funny. Great, yeah. great scene. The very end of the scene is very great. So I, d- I didn't know that you and Andrew went to it. I'm glad he got to see it because yeah. I felt really bad. He he had walking pneumonia. So, well, except for he wasn't really walking with the pneumonia. No, he's flat he on his back. He was flat on his back for a week. <laughs> he's feeling so, a little bit better today. Yeah, so he's starting to, starting to pick up a bit. So. And it's his birthday on Monday. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm making him a special cake and ham and scalp potatoes because that's his yeah, favorite. Yeah, we're make, making scalp potatoes. And you're making him a chocolate chip mint ice, ice cream, cream sandwich cake. cake. Yeah, I, I found the recipe on Pinterest. Sounds good to me. And, um, you're, you know, it's a cake that you can put together in like five minutes. 
Pinterest. Tell me about Pinterest. I'm so curious about Pinterest because I'm surprised I, you're not on there. Well, I went to. I was going to go. I was going to try there. it, and then it didn't you make have, any sense. You have to be invited, I think. But I was. I, I just didn't ever. I never did it. A bunch of your friends are on it and follow me. Like and I follow who? Them. Like who? Um, bunch of my friends. Yeah, I, I'd have to look, but yeah, a bunch of them are following me. Seriously? Yeah. I'm serious. Hey, you, friends, quick following my wife. Well, I have great pictures on Pinterest that I've Excuse pinned. me? Things I've pinned. I don't get it. Okay, well, now, to to explain it a little bit, is that you have all different kinds of interests, from, like, your favorite recipes, places you like to go, craft ideas, home decor ideas. Okay. Um, wedding ideas, all, just any kind of, all kinds of thing. And there's probably things on there that guys like too. Well, obviously, if there's guys on there. Okay, so what um, do you do with this interest? Well, what I usually do is I just go to the people that I'm following and look at um, some of their interests. Some of their pictures. And, okay, so they post pictures on a, like a Facebook forum and, thing? Yeah, and then, and then sometimes they're connected to a blog. So, okay. like, I found a, a good bread recipe, and it was, like, on an Italian food blog. Or, okay, so they, they put a picture. They, it's like a bulletin board. Yeah, it's like like putting pinning your interests. That's on a bulletin Pinterest. board. Yeah. And then you can go look around at everybody's interests. Yeah. And you can post your own. Yeah. All right, well, that makes more sense. And, and um, you can put, um, yeah, there's lots of people. You didn't put any pictures of Thor up, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, your friend Brett Hammond follows me, or I follow him. Watch it, Brett. Um, Evan Whipple, who used to come to yeah, our youth okay. group. Evan's Kyle cool. Wisdom. Kyle? Yeah. Kyle, you're on Pinterest? Um, Yeah. Okay. Ezra Simon, who is a carpenter. Alan Anderson. Uh, I don't think yes. Ezra's on there by himself. No, he was actually really sad because hardly anybody were following him. So his wife said that he was sad. Alan Anderson, oh, our friend down okay. in New Mexico. Oh. Ted Plum, oh, yeah. a drumming friend of yours. Okay. Brandon Polly, a, a, no. a Navy guy. No, I bet his <laughs> wife did that for him. I don't know. He follows He would like me. post pictures of guns, I would imagine. P possibly, yeah. Body I, combat. I do have primarily girls on there, um, but there's probably a dozen guys on there that... um. Are on my, All right. my Pinterest All thing. Right. So okay. so you wouldn't be the only guy on there. There's lots of guys on there. Okay. Well, this last week was also the finale of The Amazing Race. Yeah, and I didn't really follow that very much. Who I did. I watched it. It was pretty good. So I was surprised who, who won. So did the people win that forgot to do something? Did they still yeah, come back and win? they still came back and won, yeah. Oh, so they, they went back and finished the thing and came back at one. Yeah, they won. Even though other people have been trying to do the, that. Thing the, I think the time. guys that should have won mm -hmm. had a real bad break at the very end. That There was a challenge that they were doing, and it was difficult for the guy that was doing it, and he didn't make it. And as a result of it, the people were able to go um, forward and win. And well, they but the couple that won, I, I, had, I didn't follow it as much as you did, but... I think I saw part of the last episode, and and evidently the couple that 
one also held the record for the most challenges one ever most yes most first places most first places they had like eight first places yeah so they must have done pretty well yeah in fact Mm -hmm. our friends alan joyce yeah that do the amazing race fast forward podcast or the fast forward amazing no the amazing race fast forward podcast i always say it wrong (laughs) anyway they have put out um You'll probably be able to download it now as uh, either it's coming out tonight or tomorrow. I can't remember. But they did a big finale episode and you can hear all about it, the amazing race and who the people that won were and story background stories and all that stuff. They've done done an awesome job on that podcast this year again, uh, as they always do. So I'm very impressed. Yeah. So you'll have to listen to that. In fact, take a listen to this and we'll be right back. Okay. Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our show, The Amazing Race Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. Check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes. Or at fastforwardtar.com. And we'll see you... At the fast forward. I think it's cool that we have friends that are podcasters. And did you know that they're actually celebrating two years of the other podcast that they do, Tales from the Mouse House? Hmm. Yeah, that's two years, I believe, in this next uh, next couple of weeks is their big anniversary. So I I didn't include you in this because you were gone, but I sent them some nice comments and said happy oh. anniversary. Or birthday or whatever. <laughs> Two podcast years. Podcast anniversary. Anyway, yes. they're cool friends of ours, and I'm, I'm glad they do their podcast because I really like it. And speaking of mm-hmm. podcasts, did you know that this last week, I didn't have a whole lot of work this last week, did a lot of auditions and got paid for some of my other work, which was nice, but I uh, didn't have a whole lot of work this week, but I was able to do um, a couple of intros to some Star Trek uh, podcasts. Very cool. Yeah. Um, one of them is called Previously in the Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. And they're going they're uh, going through each one of the uh, Enterprise episodes and, re- and detailing and reviewing them. And then the other one is called the 10 Forward Podcast, where they're going to um, talk about Trek and different things. There's more of a like a talk show. So I almost thought when you said previously in that. Alpha Quadrant, I thought maybe it'd be about Voyager. You that know would be how. previously in the Delta Quadrant. But no, they were in the Alpha Quadrant. No. And then they got they got through the wormhole to the Delta Quadrant. Right. 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 So they were previously we, we in the Alpha. We are in the Alpha, alpha Quadrant. Yeah. So they started out in the Alpha. So they would have been previously in the Alpha. And then they were in the Delta. But I guess at the end of the series, they were back in the Alpha. So... I know way too much about Star Trek, so we should go on because <laughs> I could talk. You want to hear? Star Trek pre- all day. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, you can find their podcast. Uh, they are Trekmate podcast. This is the original podcast for them, and I did their original uh, theme song as well. And then it has um, they have two spinoffs now, mm-hmm. and so you can find them on Stitcher. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also find them on iTunes. Just look for Trek Mate Podcast. And you'll find all three of their podcasts. And they're really fun. They're from England and they have awesome accents. And they've got really neat people that talk on them. And they're just fun. They're a lot of fun. So it would be like us sitting around talking about Star Trek. It's really fun. Okay. Did I say it was really fun? You did. Yeah, it was really fun. Several times. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, I know what we forgot something that we were going to talk about. And I can't remember one last thing before we head into our main subject for the day, which is our Mother's Day special mabobber the bobber i don't know what to call it yeah i can't really oh think yeah, yeah, yeah 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 fringe had oh, their yeah. fringe the show oh, that we watched fringe had their so season finale and uh they and got called back for another season so they actually play they had a different ending to this particular show that we watched the finale on yes. and um they didn't play the the they played the alternate ending, thinking that maybe they were going to be picked up for next season. So I'll be very curious if we ever get to see what the what this ending would have been. Anyway, we don't want to go into a lot of spoilers. I, I'm glad that they're going to be picked up for another season. It's a very creative show. If you like science fiction at all. It was gross all, is what it was this it, last week. You know, I know this is going to be another thing here because you, you were telling me I'm, I talked about how how you know i liked avengers even though it was violent and uh-huh. and i like fringe even though it's a little bit bizarre and a little bit a gory. little bit it's a little bit gory too a little <laughs> it was really gross this last time yeah but i don't know there was like was three just, or four times it was really gross i guess i can handle some of that more you know growing up on the farm when we get into our subject, I have a funny story to tell on my mom <sighs> about farm life. So maybe that's how come I can handle some of those gross things. So I don't know. Well, we'll talk about Fringe on the farm life. But if you like the show Fringe, our friend um, Wayne Wayne Henderson. Yeah, Wayne um, and Dan. And his friend Fringe Metal Casting. Dan. Yeah, Metal Dan. Have a great show. So called I, the Fringe Casting Podcast. And, and they do a great job. They're on Stitcher, Stitcher too. Yeah. We're all a big happy family. So I listen to it every week. That's a great one to. I've even listened. I've even listened to Fringe casting before I watch the show. Yeah, I've done that too by accident. Only a couple times. (laughs) Because sometimes we don't. We record the shows and we don't always watch them the same night. Because we're busy. And then we'll listen to the. Why, why is she <laughs> singing that again? Our daughter keeps on randomly coming in the room and saying, riding on singing a pig, baby, baby pig, monkey. Baby monkey, pig song. Oh, mercy. So anyway, yeah, listen to the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan. They're going to have a new show out in a couple of days covering the season finale. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was it was really interesting. It was a good I liked it because I got to see Leonard Nimoy again, and that's always fun. He's really getting up there, though. Yep, I I think he's... That guy's got more wrinkles than a shirt that has been laying on the floor. I I remember a while ago, I remember him in in a biblical um, thing where he played... Played the prophet Isaiah? He, no, the prophet Samuel. Oh, prophet Samuel, that's correct. And he was, he was a pretty wild prophet. Yeah, he was really wrinkly. He looked like a raisin. He's not a spring chicken anymore. No, not by far. But he's a good actor. But his face sure rings a bell. <laughs> okay, so now... His character is William Bell on French, just so those who didn't get that pun will get it now. Sorry, you had to explain it. <laughs> well, if people didn't watch Friends, that wouldn't have made sense to them. Mm-hmm. Our okay. daughter got another job. 
Yes. So and then we'll close this summer she will be doing two jobs. Um, at night she'll be working at Domino's. Pizza maker. And during the daytime she will be a barista. A barista. Yeah, she's gonna make yes. coffee. And out drinks. at Westport. So if any of you go to Westport, um, check into the Tinderbox. Tinderbox. Yeah. Coffee shop. Very cool. Okay, anything else before we head into our next segment? No, it was just awesome to spend time with our family. Oh, we I never really talked. Yeah, we met my today. mom and dad in Olympia today, and we mm-hmm. went to the park. Went to the farmer's market first. Yeah, and then we went to the park and took our dog, and our family picnic. came. Uh, Nathan and Ivy came with us, and mm-hmm. we and got Andrew to eat a picnic. Probably the last time we'll ever be able to do that with everybody's work schedule. Yeah. So it was really nice, and it was beautiful out. It was like 75, mm-hmm. 80 degrees, beautiful at the park. We took pictures. It was really nice. And we sat and talked and ate really yummy gourmet tuna fish sandwiches, albacore, mm, baby. Yeah. And uh, we had strawberries. Mm-hmm. And Oreo cookies. Mm-hmm. And chips. And chips, yeah. Mm-hmm. All that health food. And we had a great time. So it was a good Mother's Day for my mom, and I had a good time with her. Yeah, it was very relaxing and a beautiful And then day. I drove the caddy back to town. <laughs> we got funny looks because Catherine has flowers and smiley faces all over her caddy. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We got some funny looks on the way home. We always do. <laughs> but it was even more funny, though, because usually when she's driving it, she's a little bit of a hippie girl. So it kind of matches, you I wouldn't know? call her a hippie girl. Well, um, Okay. You might not call her that, but you know she's kind of groovy, and so um, so it was it was different though (laughs) today because you and Andrew were sitting in the front seat. So there's like these two grown men in the front seat of this hippie car, (laughs) and we got some really strange looks. (laughs) Glad you got a kick out of it. I didn't. made a lot of people smile so i guess that that's what Catherine likes she likes making people smile so i don't know what to say about that why don't we get into our topic for the day we certainly can if you would like to <laughs> yeah uh yeah <laughs> Mother's Day. It's it's Mother's Day today, and and uh, people from all over, at least the United States, are celebrating it. Those folks that uh, listen from out of the country, um, I know some of you have Mother's Days on different days than we do. Yeah, um, but other any way yeah. you cut it, it's honoring and celebrating our moms. And mm-hmm. I have a I have a cool mom. Yeah, you she's do. pretty funky. I mean. My mom likes video games now. She never used to. (laughs) 
Yeah, you you have a spunky mama. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, you have to check her out on YouTube. I, I, yeah. She's always been kind of a hip mom. Yeah. Always up on the latest. She doesn't like to be called grandma. She the, likes to the, be called Grammy. She's always into the latest gadgets and. She looks. has an iPhone. Yeah, and she was talking to you today about getting the iPad. Yeah, she should get one. Your your dad has a Kindle Fire. Fire. And um, that he likes playing. He needs to get an iPad too. Playing his Angry Birds on. He loves the Angry Birds. He's mm-hmm. gone back and done all three stars and the whole levels. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a great time with your mom, and then Friday had well, lunch with my mom. Well, you know, my mom was, you know, growing up, my mom was always there for us, and I really appreciate that about her. Even though, um, you know, by the time I got to be around. Getting a little older, um, she went back to work. She mm-hmm. was a stay-at-home mom for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And then she got into uh, retail clothing and uh, became a manager and, and was very busy. Um, what About the time that I was probably in latter grade school, early, um, early junior high, around there. And uh, But she was always, you know, they, we lived on the farm and they were always home for us and we sure appreciated our parents, and I, I know I did. <clears throat> and I've always had a pretty good relationship with my mom. Only only very seldom have we ever gotten into to, um, problems, and, and those resolved quickly. So it's nice to have a cool mom. Mm-hmm. How about you? I had a great mom. I still have a great mom. Um, we, we get along really well. Um, haven't had a lot of problems, maybe a little bit in high school <laughs> when I was a little ornery or difficult. <laughs> you can, you're you never ornery or difficult. Uh, that's not what you say sometimes. <laughs> I wasn't hooked up to a polygraph either way. <laughs> no. No. Um, but Just saying. My mom and I get along really well. Um, yeah. I was I was thinking today. Uh, or, well, the last few days, actually, I was thinking about writing an article, but I guess maybe my article will come out on the podcast. All right. But I was thinking about strong women, and your your mom is a strong woman, you know. In the man, she can she can pick up huge amounts of weight. I'm well, totally we, impressed. We've, we've talked. I'm talking about strong in character she is a very determined are you person. saying that my mom's a character well she's related to you but she's i'm saying that she Man. she is a determined person she's got courage and spunk and yeah and um and i was thinking about the women the mothers in my family and how i i look back to my grandmothers and and my, I, my one grandmother was born in Finland in a little island off of Vasa, Replit Vasa. And she had to work very hard. She was only allowed to go to school for three years. And then she was forced to work on the farm. And she didn't have any brothers that lived they all died really young. So she worked hard on the farm like a man. And then when she got old enough to leave, she left and went to work on the mainland. And 
worked as a baker at a hospital and decided she didn't make enough money there. So she dressed up like a man and went to work as a longshoreman unloading and loading boats. So I'm talking literally strong. <laughs> she was, you know, she worked really hard on the farm, was really strong. She she made bread for a 400-bed hospital every morning, and that took a lot of strength. And then she worked as a longshoreman, and that was all before she was like 22, 23 years old. She was pretty young. And then she um, came to America, and... Um, Anyway, she was she was a very strong, determined woman. Um, and then I thought of my dad's mom. Um, she was born here in the United States, and she lived in a little log cabin. And she had seven brothers. And her mom died when she was a teenager, and she had to take care of all of her brothers. So um, she did get to go through school, though, and got her teaching certificate. And they moved from Montana to South Bend, Washington. And she taught in a one-room schoolhouse for a while. She taught grade school. And when she met my grandfather, he was a widow with a four-year-old boy. Do you say a widow or widower when it's a man? <laughs> I'm not sure I think if I it's said a widower. Widower, okay. And they got married, and here she was, pretty young still. And they got married, and she had a four-year-old stepson. And then her dad said, "I can't take care of your younger brother." She had three younger brothers. So you take them with you when you get married. So they had four children to raise the the day that they got married. Wow. And um, so I think, boy, she was a strong woman. You know, she she worked hard taking care of her family, her younger siblings, her dad, you know, and then, then her husband and stepson and um, and then down to my mom um there's a funny story we're talking about how i can handle fringe episodes okay we were sitting around at my mom's 82nd birthday and my three brothers were there and my brother-in-law and my sister sister-in-laws and my brother starts in with this story <laughs> about how he had his young wife with him on the farm and there was a a cow calving having a calf and he which lends credence to the the phrase go have a cow don't <laughs> don't have a cow <laughs> don't have a cow go well, have a cow um he was having problems and the the cow was turned calf was turned wrong and and something was amiss and he <laughs> he wanted my sister-in-law who grew up in town to to help him with this birthing process <laughs> and she was like I'm not gonna touch that that's gross <laughs> and my mom came down um, from the house in her um I think she had like a house dress on or something what's a house dress you know like a robe or something <laughs> I don't know but um she goes what's the problem here <laughs> 
And so, so he goes, well, you know, this, I'm going to have to, you know, get chains on, the, get the come along on and, you know, the help. And she goes, well, let's get this thing going. And she reached right in and, you know, got the legs, you know, so that my brother can. Anyway, um, I, I grew up on the farm. And so I, I may be, I this. may be not as squeamish as as some people are i've seen I grew up on a farm and i'm I i've seen cows butchered you so know skinned and and we used to have to brand our cattle and that was really disgusting and dehorn and castrate <laughs> all kinds of gross things so what an education and idea. so you know i'm I am pretty close to being a vegetarian <laughs> probably because of what i saw growing up but um but yeah, I'm not as squeamish as some people. But I'm just saying, my mom was a strong woman. And my, you know, my grandmother, who I said grew up in Finland, um, her husband died when my mom was only two. And she had to, you know, support her children. And she worked all the way up through, you know, my mom's school years and worked at canneries. And, and, um, and so, you know... My mom is a very strong woman, even though she didn't technically work outside the home. I say technically because she didn't get paid. That you know, seven days a week she was cooking for farm hands and family and running errands for my dad and helping him on books and helping birth calves and feeding calves and helping make hay and getting parts and you know, she might not have had a um, paycheck <laughs> per se to say that she worked, um, but she worked really hard raising five kids and um, and helping it on the farm. It was a very full time job. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the strong women in my family and. So. So what do you think, for the moms listening out there, what do you think one of the most important characteristics of a mom that should be in a mom's life? What, what, do, you, what do you think? Mm -hmm. What do you think makes a really cool mom? Well, I think about my mother and my grandmothers. And what I appreciated was... I didn't grow up in a, a child center home per se, but I always felt welcomed into their lives. Um, when you're on a farm, everything isn't always about the children. It's about getting the crops in. It's about milking the cows. It's about feeding the calves. It's about getting, you know, the, the canning and the freezing done and, um, but my mom and my grand, both my grandmas, I always felt welcome and I welcomed into their kitchens, welcomed into their lives and they would always include me, you know, it, it may have been helping my, my grandma may shell, shell beans or helping my other grandma make Christmas cookies or, you know, it. And my mom, you know, we did a lot of canning and freezing and sewing. And and I just always felt wanted and 
that that I had a place and and I hope that I did that some with my kids. I'm not sure if I've done that as well. I think you have. But I've I've always wanted them I've been here, I've watched. I've always wanted them to know that they're valuable. I think they do. So that's what I I think a good mom lets their kids know that they're valuable and and they can't I don't think it's really healthy for the child to have everything centered around them all the time. That's not life. That's not reality and that would be setting them up for a lot of disappointment down the road. Yeah. But to know that you know you are part of the picture here. You're an important part and to come alongside and uh, to train your children um how to live what's imp- you know about what's important how to work and how to how to value one another i'm not sure if i'm explaining that right but one thing that i did with my kids a ton and i saw my sister-in-law's doing um also is um i read a lot to my kids you know sometimes hours a day <laughs> nap time bedtime in between lots of snuggling on the couch and reading and and um that's something I thought was really important to do and and I let my kids cook with me you know and sometimes we'd have little contests when they were little um because I hated folding socks so we'd make a game out of it I'd get a whole (laughs) basket of unmatched socks And I'd say, okay, whoever can make the most pairs will get 50 cents. (laughs) And we'd have a little game trying to match socks. But, you know, just trying to, like my grandma made a game out of shelling beans. Because every once in a while you get a dark colored bean. And we call those black sheep. And she'd go, let's see who can get the most black sheep. And you kind of make a game out of things. and, And you can work hard and still make it fun. And work alongside your kids so that it's not just bossing them around. But Do you think anybody regrets spending time with their children? I don't think so. And I, I think in the last few years as I've had to go back to work for economic reasons, it's been really difficult for me. Even though my kids are mostly grown... It's, it's sometimes hard to leave your kids and hard to feel like you're missing out on things, you know? Um, so, no, I don't, I don't think you can ever regret spending time with them. I, I value the time that I got to read with my kids or teach them how to cook or, or do things in the yard or whatever that I could teach them. You know, I just think that that is kind of leaving a legacy you know leaving a little bit of your heart with your kids when you kind of show them what's important and yeah yeah okay so here's another question you ready yeah what's one thing you think moms want dads to know i think that moms want dads to spend time with their kids you know i I can't remember. There was a report years ago that said dads only spent like 30 seconds a day of quality time with their kids. 
I'm going 30 seconds a day. I, I don't know if that was true or if, the, if I'm quoting that right, but it was a very small amount of really quality time. Um, you know, and, and now that I'm working outside of the house five or six days a week, I can see how that can happen because you get up early, you get, you know, everything in the road to leave the house and you go work all day, you come home, you're exhausted. And I can see how it's easy to say, I'm just going to let somebody else deal with the kids or I'm going to, they're old enough, they can put themselves to bed, you know, they can bathe, you know, you know what I mean? And I just think that if, if someone's a dad, that, you know, there's more to being a dad than to um, helping make the baby. Okay, now here's, here's another question for you. Yeah. Um, even though that's fun. <laughs> okay, edit that. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so what would you say now that you have adult children? Mm. What would you say the most difficult thing to transition with was? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> It's really, really, I, I don't know that I'm doing very well. I, I have to bite my tongue a lot and sometimes I don't. Um, I think it's hard sometimes to just trust God that, that you taught them everything they need to know to be responsible, God-loving, caring individuals and to let them make their own mistakes. Do you think that when when our adult children make mistakes, it's a reflection on us? Yes and no. Because on one hand, I think sometimes as a parent, I, I go, I know I told them not to do that. Or, you know, I know I taught them the right way to do that. I know I've lived that example out to them, or maybe I didn't. <laughs> but the best I could, you know, try to live a, a um, responsible, God-fearing, God-loving life. Um, but, you know, so there's, there's something. But, I mean, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Because I think in my head I know that God didn't make us robots. And that he gave us the freedom to choose to do things his way or to do things not his way. And, you know, as, as they're adults, I can't choose for them anymore. You know, when they're two or three years old and the little one, you know, throws a toy across the room, you can say that's not the right way to behave with that toy, especially if you're hitting someone with it or something. Um, and so you can't play with that toy anymore. And you'll put that toy up until they are old enough to be mature enough with that toy. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm That's kind of a silly example. But when they're two or three, you have some kind of control in their life to help them, train them into making good choices and not hurting other people, not hurting themselves when they're adults you you just have to let go and it it is challenging sometimes you know you just have to have faith that that 
God will get through to them if they're not making the right choices <laughs> that eventually they'll learn either from good examples or from their own mistakes. And it's hard sometimes. Okay. What was the hardest part about being a mom to you? Boy, I wish you would have given me this list of questions <laughs> earlier because this is like... I'm going to oh. ask you what the best part is too, but what was the hardest part of being a mom? What is the hardest part of being a mom? Hmm. You know, I think sometimes seeing your kids in pain. And that is difficult. And And there's different kinds of pain. You know, there's physical pain. You know, when your kids are sick or going through health problems yeah. or emotional pain, you know, if, if they've been hurt by someone or disappointed, um, that's really hard on a mom's heart because I think even though we know that it's not healthy to shelter our kids from everything, there's part of a mom's heart that wishes we could <laughs> because... Sure. Because it's not fun to see our kids hurt. All right. You know? So what's your favorite part about being a mom? To see our kids happy and successful and, and in healthy relationships. And um, to see them grow and bloom and make good choices. Be successful. Um, fulfilled. And when... On a rare occasion, they give you a hug and tell you, thanks, Mom. That's always nice. That's always nice. Yeah. It's really weird, though, when they do that to me. When they say, thanks, Mom? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe thanks, Dad would be more appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't that, I mean, as a dad, what makes you the happiest with your kids? It's not Father's Day, so I'm not answering. <laughs> Okay, so well, well, you can answer that on Father's Day. How's well, that? If you ask the question, I'll answer it then. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, okay. So that was fun to talk about mothers. And and I think that, um, you know, on the spiritual side of things, I think that being a mom is probably one of the most amazing gifts that God has ever given to humanity. And that is that whole idea. I mean, you think about it. The gift of life comes through the mom mm -hmm. you know i mean god uses women to have the babies and that is a big deal it's not easy to have a baby well and it's not just the birthing process that happens there's a there's a nurturing and there's a caring and there's something i mean i remember when our first kid was born and we thought how could we ever love anything so much like this and then we had our second kid, and we thought, how could we ever love the second one as much as the first? And we do. Mm -hmm. And the, and the third, you know, it's just there's something that God puts in, on the inside of a woman mm -hmm. and a mom that is just absolutely uncomparable to anything else. Well, and it's not it's fantastic. Just, and it's not just in humans either, because you know I've seen some of our pets the way they've taken care of their babies. Yeah, that's true. They, God, Don't get between the old mama <laughs> bear and the cub. God, God has put instincts in in yeah. at least the mammals. I mean, it's a little different some of the different species, but sure. With the mammals, there's a protectiveness and a nurturing that yeah, watch is out just for Hoshi. amazing. 
She she doesn't like her boys now, but she liked them when they you were. You know babies. why she doesn't like her boys though? Well, it's because they tried nursing when they were like yep, grown. That's, that's right. They, <laughs> that doesn't work. It didn't, didn't fare well. Unless you're in Time Magazine, but oh, that was. <laughs> don't get me started on that. Okay. Like, what? <laughs> what? So we won't get into that. Oh my but, gosh. Um, but yeah, um, we've been going through the Book of Ruth in our podcast, and I wanted to point out a little bit. I talked to you about strong mothers, and I talked about my mother and your mother and my grandmothers. And, well, and, it is Mother's Day. Yeah, and I thought about Ruth. We're not going to probably read the whole chapter today, but I just want to no, pull we'll out. we'll pick it up next week. I want to pull out a couple little things, just a couple, couple little tiny points. Go for it, Amy. The, the one of the exciting parts about the the woman Ruth in the Bible was we'll learn later that she becomes a mother, and she had a a strong example of a woman in her mother in law. And and I thought you know here these were pretty brave, courageous women. They left the land of Moab where where the husband and sons had died. And they traveled alone to um, back to Bethlehem where Naomi had been from. And Ruth had to have some faith in her mother-in-law that, that they could hold up and, and get there. And then Ruth becomes married to a man. We'll read about that next week. I'm not even sure if it goes into her marriage yet. But she... I think that's in in chapter 3. She has a son. And he has... Her son has a son. How does her son have a son? He's a boy. Well, he gets married and has a son. And her son's name is Obed. Obed. And her grandson's name was Jesse. And her great-grandson's name was David, who became King David. Interesting. Who was also an ancestor of Jesus Christ. So Ruth has a lineage. Ruth had a great, great legacy. And it's interesting because she wasn't a Hebrew. She was... Uh, someone from a heathen tribe, Moabite, <laughs> a Moabite, and and I just I love her story because it shows that God can use the most unexpected people. Yeah, this wasn't even someone from a religious background, a a God fearing background, and yet she chose to adopt the faith of her mother-in-law and God, God had a great plan for her life and God used her obedience and her dedication and her faithfulness and her courage in great ways. And that's just really encouraging for me as a woman that I don't have to come from a prestigious background to be used by God. You know, God did great things through Ruth. 
and through her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I mean, she was the great-grandmother of King David and great-great-grandmother of King Solomon. And then great-great-great-great-great-something of the King of Kings, of Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's pretty amazing. And I, I think sometimes our society can kind of belittle motherhood to a certain extent. I, I know that you totally love Star Trek and, and I like Star Trek. I've watched a lot of Star Trek and there's one quote in Star Trek that just really irritated me. And what was that quote? I know it. Okay. It was on the episode, um, where they find the people in, in cryogenics mm-hmm. and they unthaw them. And one of them was a housewife. And a, Data, home, a homemaker. A homemaker. And Data didn't know what that was. He thought it was Some somebody who built Construction houses. worker. Right. Yeah. So the, implying that they didn't have any... Homemakers. Homemakers in the, in the future. Yeah. You didn't like that very much. Well, you know, I just think... That was also where we learned... Well, never mind. Well, um, you know... It was called The Neutral Zone, by the way. I, the am, a, the I am a working mother. My great... Season you know, one. My grandmother worked by necessity the whole time my mom was growing up and I have the utmost respect for women who work outside the home but I also have the utmost respect for women who work in the home neither job are easy and a lot of times when you work outside the home you're still having to try to work inside the home just as much it just gets kind of crazy so you know I'm just saying raising children whether you have to delegate some of it to other people because of necessity or you can do it full time it is a very hard job not easy raising children I think is the hardest job that you can ever have and even though it is a, a great blessing and it's wonderful to see your children grow and mature and develop um it can be heartbreaking too. It yeah. it can be very. It's just a very big roller coaster at times, <laughs> and you just put so much of your heart and your life into your kids, and it's it's quite a um. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Kate, the last thing before we close. Mm-hmm. There's moms listening right now to us, mm-hmm. and maybe they're discouraged. Maybe, you know, they may, we don't know what stage of life they're in. They might have little kids. They might have adult children, but they're discouraged. Mm-hmm. What What would you say to them to encourage them before we leave? Well, I would say, this is a cliche, but keep the faith. <laughs> what I mean by that is there's promises in the Bible that say, that if you will train your children up in the way that they should go, that when they're old, they'll follow that way. They'll stick to it. And I know that sometimes it can be scary, you know, but I would say have faith. Believe that what God started in your children's life, that he can finish 
And if, if you've come to faith in God later, and maybe you didn't raise your children to know God, just pray and ask God to, to meet them where they're at. And one thing that it's not always easy, but one thing I've tried to practice with my children is to love them the way God loves them, to love them unconditionally, to love them where they're at. And I don't know, I just, not to give up. You know, we we interviewed someone a, a few weeks ago, and it really blessed me because he talked about how he grew up. Wayne. Wayne, how he grew up in faith, but then when he, you know, got to his teenagers, it didn't seem so important anymore. And it wasn't until he was in his 30s that some co-workers kind of led him back to to living his faith and reading the Bible and, and getting back into the whole God-loving thing. And, and that just really encouraged me because, you know, I know so many young adults that maybe had some kind of Christian background when they were younger and yet they've kind of walked away and it just i would just say you know try to hold on to that what god started in your child's life he can finish and sometimes our timing and god's timing are not the same and it's hard for us to we want to control things or we want things to be the way we want them now but sometimes there has to be an A plus B to equal C. You know, and God has to put things in order and to arrange things in our kids' lives to bring them to where he needs them to be. And it and it's hard sometimes to sit back and get our hands off and let God do it. But that's where faith comes in and trust and, and just praying. <laughs> And, you know, if you need to get down on your knees to have some time in prayer, it doesn't hurt anything. <laughs> so, and believe me, I've had quite a few talks with God <laughs> through the years. Well, we're going we're gonna to play a song by a guy named Brian Duncan. And I hope everybody enjoys the song. And we'll be back um, to pray with everybody at the end of the song and we'll talk a little bit about next week so thank you amy for answering all the questions and okay. being so transparent and open yeah appreciate that mm. happy mother's day you're a great mom by the way oh well thank you yeah <laughs> what are you laughing about i don't know is that uncomfortable for you I yeah <laughs> here's the song enjoy this Me, the man with 
with all the answers Never stopped to notice You were my savior and my friend And I never should have left you There you go, Brian Duncan, right here on the Take Him With You podcast. All right, Aim, why don't you pray for all the moms out there on Mother's Day? Okay. Or the week of Mother's Day, or yeah, you know what I mean. Father God, I I pray for all the moms and all the women who want to be moms. And I just pray that you will give them the desires of their hearts, whether their desire is to have healthy kids or, you know, kids that love you, that serve you, to have, you know, their first baby or to to see their grandbabies be raised. God, I don't know what's on 
women's hearts today, but you know, and you know, Lord, um, of women that maybe they're not physical moms, but maybe they're moms, um, kind of spiritually that they're mentoring someone and encouraging someone and I just pray Lord that whoever is out there that is nurturing another person God that you will just bless them um, reward them for their faithfulness and I just pray that they will have a great Mother's Day today we ask this in your name Jesus amen amen all right one last thing before we go what can kids do to honor their moms today? Oh, clean up after themselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, be nice to your mom. <laughs> don't fight with each other. <laughs> and, and for those of you that you don't have your mom with you anymore, um, that's that's hard too. Yeah, that's very difficult. So uh, we're praying for you, and we just. Uh, we know Mother's Day can sometimes be a hard day, too. Yeah. So, All right. There you go. What do you think? Did you have a good time? Well, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I hope other people had okay time listening to me ramble on tonight. All right. Well, next week we're going to jump into Chapter 2 of Ruth, and I uh, should be back ready to go with that. So stay tuned for that. Should be a lot of fun. How can people get a hold of us? You can get a hold of us at rick at takehimwithyou.com or amy at takehimwithyou.com or you can get a hold of us at facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook, I am just, you're tired, blah, blah, blah. it's late, <laughs> uh, facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. And if they want to, if you want to give to the podcast to help us out, we'd really appreciate that. Our PayPal address is rick at takehimwithyou.com, or you can just go to takehimwithyou.com and click on the donate button. Yes. Okay. Give them the line. Go for it. Okay. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Baby monkey. Baby monkey. Oh, sorry. Riding backwards on a pig, baby monkey. Everybody, baby monkey. I can't believe you're saying, baby monkey. Riding backwards on a pig, baby monkey. You know the lines to this? The world has gone insane, and they people don't know what's right. I can't. Not remember sure if you know the words either. <laughs> Gotta keep on moving on, or something like that. Get on that pig and. Baby monkey, <laughs> baby monkey. You're not singing anymore. I can't believe we're singing this on Mother's Day. You know one of my favorite Mother's Day songs? Oh no, why? I don't know if we can play it on here. No, we can't. Um, but it's by Phil Collins. And it's about, it's from the Tarzan movie with the, the mama is holding baby Tarzan. I love that song. Which one is that? It's by Phil Collins and it's What's it in called? Tarzan. Do you um, remember the song? Catherine, do you remember what the name of this song is that I like from Tarzan that Phil Collins sings? Can't believe you're still I talking. We, we've ended that. the program. It's just I know. Still recording. It's still recording. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the soundtrack or watch the movie Tarzan. 
The Disney one. The Disney Tarzan. With Phil Collins. It's it's the song where the the big ape is holding baby Tarzan, and she's and there's a song that's really beautiful about her love for her little boy she's raising. Okay. I can't remember the name of it, but I love the song. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Come stop your crying, it will be alright. Just take my hand, hold it tight. I will protect you from all around you. I will be here, don't you cry. For so small, you seem so strong.
Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. day.